Amigos, somos familia. We are family. Welcome to the Tortilla Diaries. I'm Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi, and I'd like to thank you for joining me as we celebrate La Familia Latina or Latin American families. We come in all sizes, shapes, colors, and nationalities, much like the colors of the rainbow. Each month, my program will feature different themes. One month, I might interview an Afro-Latino or indigenous poet, musician, or writer, while another month, I may focus on life stories taken from my Treasures from Aslan oral history project. My ultimate goal remains to break down the barriers that exist between cultures and create bridges of understanding between people. So now, I'm asking you to join me in celebrating La Familia Latina. And remember, somos familia. Hola amigos, somos familia. We are family. Welcome to the Tortilla Diaries. I'm Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi, and I'd like to thank you for joining me. This month, our program features something unique. I'm featuring an audio program I created, wrote, and produced in my graduate school days. To be quite honest, it was my first foray into audio production, and it was for a class called Writing About Race and Change. I took the class at Florida Atlantic University from their writer-in-residence, Dr. Kitty Oliver, who would later become my mentor and friend. This audio production also won an award at FAU's Graduate Symposium, which was rare for a humanities major. Café con leche, as the creative piece is called, also led to a summer internship program in the Department of Communications Broadcast Journalism Division. I was honored to be under the tutelage of former NPR station manager and BBC freelance contributor Dr. Kevin Petrick. Afterwards, Dr. Petrick selected me to be one of his teaching assistants for broadcast journalism, and I served in this capacity for three years. Talk about lucky! Café con Leche brings back many fond memories for me. It reminds me of the many friendships I made while in graduate school, of the challenges graduate school presented, and of the hard work and sacrifice it required. But it also reminded me of the sweet taste of success I achieved upon earning the doctorate. Just in case you're curious, I remixed the program. I hope you like my updated version. Before we listen to Café con Leche, I'd like to provide a brief bio, my credentials, and three secrets about me. Okay, I'll begin with a brief bio and credentials. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas in a large, extended Mexican-American family. After high school, I moved to California where I met my husband and our three daughters were born there. Years later, we moved our family to West Palm Beach, Florida, and we now reside in North Florida. I graduated from the University of California, Irvine with a BA in English and earned my master's and doctoral degrees from Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. 
My PhD is in Comparative Studies, and I also hold a Certificate in Gender Studies. FAU's Comparative Studies degree is multidisciplinary, which means I focused on three areas. I focused on oral history, Mexican-American studies, and philosophy. I'm an oral historian, writer, podcaster, and part-time professor. Currently, I'm on the Speakers Bureau for the Florida Humanities Council, and my programs highlight the Mexican-American experience. While in graduate school, Dr. Oliver introduced our Race and Change class to the field of oral history. I was hooked. I developed a passion for gathering oral histories from minority communities, in particular the Mexican-American, that led to the creation of my own oral history project entitled Treasures from Aslan. The collection now contains over 25 voices from the Mexican-American community. The stories they tell are captivating. Many are joyful, others are sad, and some will make you jump for joy. You've heard several highlighted in my podcast. Now that you've heard my bio and credentials, I'm telling you a few little-known secrets about me. Secret number one. If you remember, I grew up in a Mexican-American community in South Texas, San Antonio to be exact. But what you didn't know is that my family of origin is of mixed citizenship. My father came from Mexico, from a large rancho near the historical mining town of Sombrerete in Zacatecas, Mexico. His mother's family lived in La Noria de San Pantaleon, which is now a World Heritage Site. My mother, a first-generation American, was born in San Antonio, but her parents immigrated from the gold and silver mining town of Matehuala, Mexico. An article on Laneta.com says it's rumored that the word Matehuala comes from the Guachichil tribal war cry that means go away. Guess they didn't want anyone invading their land. Now, here's a question for you. If my father is an immigrant and my mother is a first-generation American, does that make me a first-generation or a half-generation American? Secret number two. Both of my parents had Spanish and indigenous roots, and we just discovered we have, like most Mexicans, African roots as well. I am indeed a part of la raza cósmica, or the cosmic race, as Mexican philosopher José Vasconcelos imagined. Of course, these days, with Ancestry.com, we learn more and are surprised about our ancestry. Based upon my results, truly, I am a citizen of the world. Secret number three. I come from a large Mexican family on both sides. My father came from a family of ten children, while my mother's family had only nine. That means we enjoyed lots of get-togethers. Family gatherings typically drew at least 40 family members, and we all crammed into my grandparents' small home. I was close to my cousins, all 28 of them. Of course, I had many more cousins in Mexico, many of whom I'd never met. Now you know three of my secrets. It's time to learn about this month's program, Café con Leche, which means 
coffee, and milk, and is symbolic for, well, I'll let you figure it out. Café con Leche initially began from a writing submitted for a creative nonfiction workshop. The basic story, which takes place in the early 1960s, went through edits and fine-tuning, at least four to five to be exact, and then I added more creative nonfiction details to fill it out. I called it a memoir piece, submitted it to a few graduate seminars, and was able to present it in Los Angeles as well as in Boca Raton. The magic took place when I produced it for audio. It literally came alive. What you'll hear today has gone through several more remixes from the original. Café con Leche tells a tale of a young, naive Mexican-American schoolchild who invites the new girl in class to play at her house for the afternoon. The story reveals how race, class, and gender differences intersect and how the painful truths that exist in the adult world impact an innocent child. You're listening to The Tortilla Diaries, a monthly production of Treasures from Aslan, written and produced by Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi. Amigos, this is Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi presenting highlights from the Treasures from Aslan Oral History Collection. This project features the voices of Mexican Americans across the U.S., and you'll hear them tell their tales of what life was like growing up during the pre civil rights era from 1930 to 1965. Listen now to our narrator, Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi. I grew up on the south side of San Antonio. We lived in one of the pockets of Latino neighborhoods sprinkled between the Anglo ones. The south side differed from the other sides of town. The west side embraced the Mexicans, while the east side sheltered the African Americans, and the north side claimed all the rich white people. But our side was mixed. Half and half. Café con leche. Salt and pepper. On our side, you heard the twang of Hank Williams' country-western music in concert with Lola Beltran's Rancheras. You smelled the aromas of sauerkraut and kielbasa intermingling with Spanish rice and pinto beans. 
you saw white-skinned, blonde-haired gringos hey. politely coexisting with brown-skinned, black-haired Mexicans. Hola, ¿qué tal? And everyone lived in relative harmony. Ah, the lyrics of José Alfredo Jiménez Rancheras. Listen to the words. But what do they mean? The drunk arrived drunk. The bartender arrived drunk. It's the music of the Mexican Quarter Cantinas. And it's the music I grew up with. Mother's milk it was for me. I imbibed it day in and day out, like big red soda water. I remember a particular event concerning Big Red. Imagine a little girl of eight waiting for a friend to come over and play. Hear her singing? Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Judy Jones is coming to play. Plenty of sunshine coming our way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. Judy Jones was the new girl in my third grade class and lived in an Anglo neighborhood called Hot Wells. It was not like my barrio. They had big fancy houses and backyard swimming pools. Her mommy was a new teacher at my elementary school, and Judy was the first American girl to play at my house. Bobby drives us home from school in our station wagon. It's blue kind of old. It was in a wreck, and Daddy hasn't had time to fix it yet. Look, look, Judy. There's the pig house. Oh, yeah. It's a pig, just like you said, Becky. Boy, it's dusty on this road. Clunking along the dirt road, we bounce as each pothole ejects us from our seats. Finally, we're here. Come on, let's go and see my mommy. We scramble out the station wagon's doors and skip inside the restaurant. Mommy has a table waiting for us. Oh, I love Big Red. Me too, we agree. Here, Judy, taste these. Ooh, what are they? Carne guisada tacos. Mmm, I just love them. And I bite into the squishy soft tortilla. The scent of homemade tortillas fills the air. We gobble our food up and go out to play. After we finish playing, we go inside the living quarters, which is where I lived. What's this? The living quarters. See, here's my parents' room, and here's the kitchen. This is where we eat. This is where I sit. And see, back here is my room. Is this all of your house? Yep, but let me show you where the puppies live. So we scamper off to a dilapidated barn where we keep the dogs. Later on, we come back full of dog hair and smelling like puppies. Want some more Big Red? Yeah! Hey, look! You have a red mustache! We giggle and poke fun at our red mustaches and skip arm in arm into Poppy's cantina. Mommy's in the kitchen area. She sticks her head out of the to-go window. Ay, Bequita, you look happy with your amiguita. Yeah, Mommy, she's my best friend, aren't you, Judy? Yeah. <laughs> and Judy and I hug each other. The bar begins to thicken with customers, smoke, and beer. Judy, look, it's almost five o'clock. 
That's what time your mommy said she would pick you up. We look at the Lone Star Bear Clock. Let's go to the front door and see if we can see my mom. Look, Becky, there's my mommy's new white Buick. My daddy bought it for her. Isn't it beautiful? Come on, let's go see her. Judy runs out, but I stay inside. And all of a sudden, when I see Judy's fancy new car, I, I feel funny inside. I see Judy and Mrs. Jones walking towards the cantina. I look at Mrs. Jones. She looks so glamorous, just like a movie star. Her white suit sure looks pretty. But I wonder what she's telling Judy. Are they coming back in? They enter our cantina. I have to go now. Thank you very much. I can see the funny look on Mrs. Jones's face. She crinkles up her nose like she doesn't like what she smells. All I smell is beer, ice, and carne guisada tacos. But the stench of rotten beer permeates the air. I'm immune to it. She adjusts her white cat frame sunglasses and looks very uneasy. The accordion music blares in the background. A drunken crooner slurs the words to the famous song. Llegó borracho el borracho. Llegó borracho el cantinero. That man singing is my papi. Oiga, güero, mira la chula. Uy, 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 mamacita. I realize some man is yelling at Mrs. Jones. <gasps> Mrs. Jones' face turns to ice. She grabs Judy's hand and turns around to leave. <gasps> Too late. Boppy's running to greet her. Hello, Mrs. Jones. Come in, come in. He sounds happy and a little tipsy. Won't you stay for a soda water? He extends his hand out in typical Hispanic fashion, and I see her hesitate. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Dominguez, but uh, we must be going, she says coldly, and they leave my life forever. Today at school, Judy ignored me. At recess, I, I pull her aside. Judy, what's wrong? My daddy says he doesn't want me to be friends with anyone whose daddy owns a bar. They didn't like your neighborhood, Becky. Too many Mexicans, daddy says. My mommy says, it's better if my friends are white like me. P -p Permiso, I whispered. Excuse me. My lips started trembling and I ran to the restroom. I didn't want her to see me cry.
This collection was made possible by a grant from Florida Atlantic University's Department of Sponsored Research. We'd like to thank FAU for their assistance in bringing this project to completion. Thank you for listening to this month's edition of the Tortilla Diaries. I hope you enjoyed my program and will make it a monthly occurrence. You may have noticed I've changed the release date to the first of the month. I made this change hoping it would make it easier for you as well as me to remember. I appreciate your feedback and invite you to email me from my website RebeccaKarimi.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In closing, I'd like to share a few thoughts about Café con Leche, along with my Mexican heritage. Café con Leche disrupts our thinking about racial and class bias and its effect on children. Children learn many things from their parents. Unfortunately, prejudice is one of them. We hear the children laughing and playing together while discovering new things about one another and how their lives differ, even down to how and where each one lives. Differences are initially shrugged off, but when adults intervene, they become overriding. If you're wondering about the symbolism hidden within the title, I'm the coffee-colored Mexican and Judy is the milk-colored Anglo, allow me for a moment to speak on the Mexican culture. First of all, I love my Mexican culture and heritage, as was clear in the memoir my people demonstrate a warmth and conviviality towards friends and strangers. Mexicans value family, thinking nothing of sacrificing their all for loved ones, tireless to a fault, and never fearful of working long, hard hours to support the family. We will gladly work two or three jobs to make ends meet. Contrary to the stereotype, a lazy Mexican just doesn't exist. That said, after work is done, we do enjoy a lively fiesta or family gathering to brighten our spirits. We may appear loud and boisterous at times, but we love to celebrate with one another as we laugh, talk, and make merry. We might even have a margarita or two. We are known to party into the wee hours of the morning. But the party doesn't end until we stop off for an early morning breakfast of menudo or tacos de barbacoa, with our kids in tow, of course. Faith binds our families like glue, be it Catholic or Protestant, and we try to live it daily. We are famous for our devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe, or the Blessed Virgin, and many make the pilgrimage to the hill of Tepayac. The highest honor for a Mexican family is to have a son or daughter in the ministry. I hope I've provided an alternative viewpoint on what many people suppose Mexicans are like. These characteristics and more add up to what is a rich and wonderful heritage. So until next month, this is your host, Dr. Rebecca Dominguez Karimi, thanking you for telling your friends and familia about my program. And remember, 
Somos familia. Oh, es el tiempo para empezar mi plan. Finalmente tengo la oportunidad.